It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is BetQL's Tailgate Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. And welcome back. It's the BetMGM Tailgate to Kickoff. I'm Ryan Horvat with you here on a Saturday morning. We're talking with our guy Chase Kitty. Sports betting analyst over at BetMGM, the king of sports books, and the host of the Lions Edge podcast. Check out the podcast. Give him a five star, little five star review for our guy Chase. Uh, so we hit on some Heisman futures. Chase has some Michael Penix futures, so it's a big day for Chase. There, we also talked some national championship. I'm really high on Michigan. I just feel like it's championship or bust for Michigan. You've been to the college football playoff, embarrassing loss to TCU last season, a game that you were favored in. You bring pretty much everybody back. On the defensive side of the ball, best defense in the country, only giving up five points per game. J.J. McCarthy looks like an NFL quarterback. You haven't even really fully got Donovan Edwards going yet. And Blake Corum is a Heisman uh, candidate. So I think Michigan is the real deal. We'll see, though. Ohio State, obviously, coming up here in a couple weeks and some big games uh, before that. Today, uh... I like Michigan State, plus four and a half now over Rutgers. I think they win that game outright. I played Illinois, plus 14. A lot of ugly dogs for me today. Gave out Oregon, plus three and a half. I like Notre Dame tonight. The only favorite that I like today, Notre Dame. And I bet this at two and a half. We're up to three. I'm going to wait, and I'm going to see what these uh, what the weather conditions look like. Hoping for some rain, but mainly hoping for some wind. I don't really care so much about the rain. It's the wind. When you have a quarterback like Caleb Williams, I want him throwing the ball into the wind against that Notre Dame defense. And then for Notre Dame on the offensive side of the ball, it comes down to this. You have to score more than 14 points at home. You have Sam Hartman. You're getting healthier in the wide receiver room. You have to throw outside the numbers. I love the tight ends. Love Mitchell Evans. Love the run game with Audric Estime, if, especially if he's fully healthy for this game. But uh, you're going to have to hit some deep throws in this one if you're going to beat USC outright. So I do like Notre Dame. Let's talk about Chase Kitty's favorite games for the day. Chase, I talked a little bit about your JMU squad. I kind of like JMU today, and uh, you're going against me on this one, huh? Yeah, it's an interesting position to be going oppo against somebody else, and the somebody else is backing your alma mater, and you're betting against your alma mater. But that is kind of the situation we're in today. Um, So JMU's coming out of a bye. They're 5-0. There's a lot of reasons to like what they're doing. We could do 20 minutes on how stupid it is that they're not bowl eligible and they can't win the conference, whatever. Uh, I... JMU is a fortunate 5-0. and They they beat UVA by one point in this crazy game. I was there, so I, I, I had a lot of insight into what happened. Weird weather cell comes through. Inexplicably, the UVA stadium starts playing purple rain during the breakdown, and so all the JMU people start losing their mind. The JMU band is still playing because they didn't kick them out of the stadium for some reason. It just weirdly that game broke James way after the weather break in the fourth quarter. They beat Troy by two on the road. 
They get a big lead against South Alabama and then hold on. They have not won a game this year against an FBS opponent by more than one possession. And the secondary, I think, is probably the weakness of the team. They, they have a game script problem because they kill people in the first half. They get up big, and they can't defend that lead when the other team starts passing the ball. Georgia Southern runs basically an air raid offense. It's Clay Helton's off offense from USC, but souped up and now at Georgia Southern in the Sun Belt. I think Georgia Southern is going to be able to throw the ball in Harrisonburg. We talked earlier in the week. I was a little worried about weather in the Shenandoah Valley. I thought it was going to rain there. It looks like it's not really going to rain much, if at all. So I think here, where Georgia Southern was three and a half earlier in the week, now they're up near six. Like I said, JMU hasn't won a game against an FBS opponent by more than one possession this year. It just feels like Georgia Southern plus those points with the matchup advantage that I think they're going to have. I think they're the right side, and I think I, I suspect you have a lot of Notre Dame fatalism because you're a Notre Dame fan. I feel the kind of the right. same stuff with with JMU, and how can you not with West Virginia after the Houston game Thursday night? Uh, don't even get me started on that one. So that fatalism kind of makes me think. I think Georgia Southern's probably going to win this game and and end the undefeated run for JMU. But it's been a good run, and, and I think it'll be a good season for us. And I, I like this Georgia Southern team. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I would if I'm playing that game, I'm only going to play JMU side in that one. So um, you can hit us up in the chat as well. You can watch the show on Twitch, YouTube. You could also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Ryan Horvath. And I get a question from uh, Manny here. So uh, Miami down to two and a half right now against North Carolina. I actually played the Canes plus three on the road against Carolina. I like Miami coming into the season. I'm a Tyler Van Dyke guy. He played terrible last week against Georgia Tech. Threw some really bad interceptions from a clean pocket. And then you had the Mario Cristobal blunder. The dumbest thing I've ever seen. Except for we've seen it before. We saw it at Oregon. You take a knee 100 out of 100 times and you win that game. But what was more baffling, man, is you allow Haynes King and the Georgia Tech offense in under a minute and 15 seconds to drive 75 yards down the field to beat you. I This, this either goes two ways, right? Miami had big dreams this season. They were unbeaten. You had a big win over A&M. Either that locker room is completely just over it, over Mario. They're going to give up. They're going to quit like they did last season. Or they're pissed off and they want to bounce back. I'm going to go with they're embarrassed and uh, they're pissed off. And they're still a really good football team, especially up front. I know Carolina's much improved defensively this year. We know how great Drake May is. And they get a little bit healthier. And they get Tez Walker back. Their stud wide receiver who was suspended for whatever reason from the NCAA came over from Kent State. Had 11 touchdowns last year there. Um, had six crabs, six grabs last week. Caught all six of his targets. I think he's going to have a monster game. In fact, his receiving yard prop right now, 57 and a half. I'm going to lock in the over on Tez Walker. But I like Miami to at least keep this game close. I think they could win it outright. Do you have a thought on that game or UCLA, Oregon State? That's the other question I'm getting right now. I lean Oregon State just because I can't trust Dante Moore on the road, the true freshman quarterback for UCLA. Any play for you in Miami, Carolina, or UCLA, Oregon State, though, Chase? So these are both games I haven't played yet, but I'm definitely thinking okay. about. We agree on Oregon State. That's the one we're on the same side of. I, I especially think, you know, it's a lot of times in betting, you kind of ride these waves. And if you can get with like kind of synced up with the ebbs and flows of the wave, I promise this is going to go somewhere that makes sense. Then you can make a lot of money. You can stay ahead of the market. UCLA last week, unranked favorite 
against Washington State, and, and you can see it coming from a mile away. If you know like the macro trends of college football, you can see coming from a mile away. UCLA is the right side, even though Washington State is ranked as a top twenty-five team. So now UCLA catches some interest and now they're maybe getting a little more public interest and they go on the road and they go to Oregon state who I think is a very good team, very tough place to play really good defense. Now I wonder if UCLA is overvalued. And so if you were on UCLA last week, like I was now you can be smart enough to jump off UCLA. Now that their value is kind of dipping again after a big win. I like the Oregon state side of that. Uh, I, I think the number is probably right. On the North Carolina-Miami thing, I, I I would tend to lean more toward the Tar Heels. Part of it's because the Tar Heels have been really good for me in a game-to-game situation this year. Um, I think they have been really the number because there's this idea, I think, in the popular consciousness that it's an all-offense, no-defense Mac Brown team. And this year, I just don't think that's true. I think they have the most yeah. complete North Carolina team that Mac Brown's had there. And and I, I like them more than I like this Miami team. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I just don't know who I trust in this game. It's Mario Cristobal, and then it's Mac Brown. I know I like both quarterbacks. I like Drake May a lot more than Tyler Van Dyke because Van Dyke does have those, you know, galaxy brain moments with the bad interceptions. And I know Drake May didn't have a great start to the season as far as the numbers, but he was seeing a bunch of too-high shell and now he gets Tez Walker back. He has a real down-the-field threat. All right, I want to get your plays here. we got about five minutes left in the show, so I definitely want to hit on these. Uh, the ones that I want to throw out there one more time, Oregon down to 3.5 right now, or up to 3.5. I liked Oregon at 3. I like him at 3.5 with the minus 115 against Washington. I like Illinois-Maryland over 50. I'd play that up to 51. I like North Carolina State and Duke to go under 45, especially if Riley Leonard's unable to go in this game. I like Miami. I'd play Miami. Um, two and a half though is pushing it. I like Miami if you could get the full field goal. And then one more I want to throw out there, Kansas State over 56 and a half. I'd play that up to 58, which is actually where that's at right now. But I like the over in the Kansas State game. What do you got for us, Chase? I like your um I like your NC State Duke under. I don't know how you can have any opinions about that Kansas State Texas Tech game. That I mean, you could tell me anything happens in that game and I would believe it. I like I think we get some uh, I think the one Yeah, maybe. I think the one I like the most is Maryland, but not the total that you're playing. I like the spread. I, I think people do not understand. I, sh- I got to stop saying people. The market does not understand how bad Illinois is. This is a team that's 0-5 against the spread, and according to a lot of different advanced metrics, is one of the worst Power 5 teams this year. And that's a big turnaround from how good they were last year, but just a bled defensive talent to the NFL and they don't have the personnel to replace them this year. It's really clear. Maryland, off the Ohio State loss, yeah, okay, they're not going to challenge for the Big Ten East. Fine. We never really thought they were going to do that anyway. But when you look at how they've performed against all the other teams on their schedule, they're, they've won all the other games by at least 18 points, and, and often they're, they're up near 28 or 30 points. So I think Maryland's pretty good. I think this is a legit top 40 team going against a bad Illinois team. You only have to lay 14. I'm going to do it. I I like Maryland to cover the margin in in that position. I think another one I really like, and and this is something I've hit almost every week, is just whoever playing Pittsburgh, I bet against Pittsburgh. So Louisville this week, they were around eight and a half. I think they're down to seven and a half last I saw. And I think the market is moving against Louisville because it's, it's in kind of a letdown spot after the win against your Irish Ryan. 
I think that's giving far too much credit to what Pittsburgh is offensively capable of. It's not just the fact that Jerkovic is a bad quarterback. It's the offense itself. It's the offense that team runs and it's the one that they want to run strangely enough so you know they're making some moves at quarterback they're going to have a new guy in today but Mm -hmm. i I really don't think it's going to matter if the actual offensive schemes that you're running are not very good so i think louisville here even in a quote-unquote on paper letdown spot i think they're definitely 10 points better than this pittsburgh team even on the road and i'm happy to lay this number yeah, I was really high on Louisville coming into the season, bet the win total over. Unfortunately, I did go over on the pit win total. That's been a mess. Like you said, Phil Jerkovic is moving from quarterback to tight end. It's been a mess. Um, one last one. I've already thrown this out there. My play of the day, I love Michigan State, man. I think they beat Rutgers. They've been a much better team since Mel Tucker's got canned. Outgained Iowa. Actually, outgained Maryland, that offense. So, love Sparty. That's Chase Kitty. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Chase Kitty, BetMGM, sports betting analyst, host of the Lion's Edge podcast. I'm Ryan Horvath. I'll be back with you guys next Saturday and Monday as well. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Check us out. Go Sparty. Go Irish. And uh, let's keep it close today, Purdue. Don't lose by 20 against Ohio State. We're back next week. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed any of BetQL's tailgate kickoff presented by BetMGM, listen back anytime on the Odyssey app.